officially in July of 2022, the height of summer, and just when you thought it was safe to take those shirts off and get your short shorts on and rub up on strangers at a discotheque, the pox came and got us. Ooh, girl. (laughs) Turns out. You can't just run around topless and rubbing up with prolonged skin contact to your gay friends. Here's the thing. Um, We wanted to do a little bit of um, uh, a peek inside a journalistic probe into monkeypox because everybody's talking about it so we have a guest on the show today who currently has monkeypox we have a medical professional on the show today and meatball and i do our unique version of uh air quotes journalism to get to the heart of the issue today what kind of award are you hoping for i'm hoping to get a peabody or a pee on my body no or a pulitzer or a pulitzer i'm looking for a queer tea no queers. Enjoy the episode. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213536. Nine one. Zero. I am most lovely seconds. Pot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you stop you stupid little fucks you nest little fucks you dirty little fucks you stupid little fucks you. you ready for some sloppy seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball and Meatball. That's Big Dipper. Welcome to sloppy seconds with Meatball and Big Dipper. Today we have a very special episode for you. Not to shift. Not to shift the mood so intensely, but we wanted to get back to some journalism. Yes. And in our exploration for journalism and journal, yes, and in our explanation, yes, and in our exploration for journalistic integrity, we've decided to take on a new problem facing the fags. Monkey pox. Now, monkey pox. Monkey pox. Monkey pox. It's coming for you. Don't touch nobody. Stop spreading misinformation. Here's the thing. For the last couple of weeks, we've been... Is this a monkey pox, but my butt crack? <laughs> we have been talking about monkey pox. We've been making jokes. We've been doing a lot of different sort of commentary because we've all heard it swirling. Monkey pox, monkey pox. Uh, we know that it's uh, disproportionately affecting uh, queer men, men who have sex with men uh, because it's spread from skin to skin contact. And obviously, if, if you're fucking, that's the most intense skin to skin and fluid exchange contact that one could have. So um, there are, are a lot of people popping up on social media saying, oh, I have monkeypox, oh, I have monkeypox. Initially, it was like, oh, two cases, one case in this state. But now it's it's more than that. I mean, it's not thousands and hundreds of thousands like when COVID was happening, but it is noticeable. I think it's definitely noticeable. It's definitely noticeable in New York. New York seems to be hit the hardest. Yeah, but that's exactly what happened with COVID. It's like New York got hit and then LA got hit. Because everyone goes to New York and gets on an airplane. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> what you're saying, because that's what we did. We went to New York. Because that's exactly what we did. We went, went to New York, New York and then we got on an airplane back. and then I was 
shoulder to shoulder with someone. Wait, but were you we on feel the same flight? You feel fine. I never got sick. Yeah, and I still haven't had COVID. Bitch, what, I'm invincible. What's that uh, little? What's on your face right there? Where? That little lesion. I have a mole on my face that's been there forever. No, the other side. Oh, are those those are two moles? I have a yeah, I have a mole up here. Uh-huh. And then this one right here. Oh, that's a beauty mark. My apologies. It's been there forever. We've known each other for four years now. Is that the one you cut off shaving? Yes, I sh- <laughs> I cut it off shaving on accident. And then all night it was bleeding through the monkey pox. Back okay, to monkey so pox. So journalist journalista. Journalista. <laughs> So, anyways, we we have two special interviews for you today. Um, our first interview is with a person named Matt Ford, who has currently has monkeypox, and uh, and is sexy about it. Yes, is is positive, is anti stigma, is upbeat, and shows a little skin when he's showing those lesions off. Um, so <laughs> we have an interview with Matt Ford, and then we also have an interview with Dr. James. And then we wrap up the whole thing with a very special final interview with Ruby Fox. No, Ruby Fox is not back on oh, the show. Oh, she's not here? Oh, okay. So we have Matt Ford on the podcast today to talk about his experience with monkey pox. Matt, thank you for joining us. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Um, so where are you right now? Yeah, where are you? I am in sunny Los Angeles, where I have been for the past three weeks <laughs> and uh, two weeks and in isolation, I should say. And it's funny because we just had a, a guest who zoomed into our show um, and we thought she was on the other side of the country, but it turned out she was in L.A. And we were like, well, why didn't you come into the studio? We know why you didn't come into the studio. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're I'm in isolation. A, I'm in court-ordered isolation. Court? Right now. Not the courts! Yeah. No, wait, Fun wait. facts. How did the court get involved? Because the L.A. Department of Public Health is doing a lot of contact tracing, and it's like trying to be in touch with everyone who has been exposed, and especially who comes down with it. So once, to my knowledge, at least from me and one or two other friends who got it, who had similar experiences, once you test positive and they know you have it, they issue, they emailed me at court-issued stay-at-home order and do you have to crazy once you are um healed do you do you have to check in with the court will you ever be fully healed emotionally from this (laughs) probably not um but uh i don't think so i don't think we have to check in with the court i think so it's like court ordered and then it's honor system okay but (laughs) yeah i think so i think i think it's like you have to do this until you're fully healed which is defined as you know all the scabs falling off and fresh skin underneath. Mm. Okay, mm. so this is this is my first question. Are you from New York? I, I thought am. you were from New York, and I was really hoping that maybe you gave Ruby Fox monkeypox. Oh, you didn't get it. Ruby. Oh, Ruby, former guest of the pod, former guest of the pod. Oh, Ruby Fox, I, lo- I love Ruby. Pox. She she just stayed with me a couple of months ago in L.A. for a gig out. Not here. close uh, enough. Not soon <laughs> enough. I cannot wait for that bitch to hear this. No, uh, I did not, <laughs> did not expose Ruby to it. Uh, so I want to ask, how long are they forcing you to quarantine? It's just whenever you, whenever the symptoms go away and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. We're we're supposed to isolate until we're 
fully recovered, which is defined as, you know, every single lesion scabbed over, fallen off with uh, fresh, healthy skin underneath. So at that point, you're considered no longer contagious. That is so weird. Yeah. So let's let's go back to the very beginning. You get, yeah. Very good so, place to start. Where did you get the monkey? Well, pox? hold on. No, I want to know. Were you it being became, nasty? Well, we'll get there. Hold on. Okay. Uh, this this became public knowledge because you first posted on Twitter about it, then you made a TikTok, and then recently this week you published an article on BuzzFeed called "I Have Monkeypox." Here's what it's like and what you should know. Um, why did you feel the need to? publicly share your story rather than just wallow in um self-pity for three weeks in an apartment yeah so to wallow in my misery um (laughs) so so yeah the the way the timeline everything worked out um i was already in the midst of like having monkeypox on um let's see i knew i had it since friday june 17th and then wednesday june 22nd was the day that they did that like surprise beyonce drop in new york and la of the vaccines um and (laughs) i don't know why they didn't give any prior warning it was the weirdest rollout ever but um yeah so i i had been in a group chat with friends talking to them about it and they had kind of been telling me like oh you should post about this you should let people know like and nobody's really talking about it because uh, there is kind of a fear of stigma and shame around it. Oh, yeah. And and so I was already on the fence. And then that Wednesday, a lot of my friends in New York, um, where, for context, I lived in New York the last eight years. I just moved to L.A. in March. I'm, like, doing the back-coastal thing. Um, oh. A bunch of my friends in New York were tweeting the experience of trying to get the vaccine and, like, what kind of a clusterfuck that was. And seeing them tweet about it kind of made me feel like, oh, well, people are talking about it. I'll tweet about my experience having it because maybe, you know, that would be useful. So I did. It started to take off and I was getting um, a lot of positive messages, a surprise, pleasant surprise for the Internet. But a lot of people responding, saying thank you for talking about it, you know, reporters retweeting me, et cetera. Um, So then from there, I decided to make the TikTok video because I thought, well, I can kind of expound on it more in my own voice. I can get more of a visual representation of what it's like. And that kind of took off as well. So since then, I've had a lot of reporters and um, like people who run podcasts Media reaching outlets. out to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, in your TikTok video, you're like, I have one on my tummy. Oh, oh yeah. Abs. And you lift it up. And we showed, that to some, we showed that to people at the studio. And they went, all right, get a quick look at the abs while you're down there. <laughs> you had to be thorough. You had to be thorough. Okay. I had to be thorough, now, you know. In, in all of the, the your, your sharing of your experience, you say, I got this from skin-to-skin contact. But it was yes. from sex, right? I mean, I am not going as into the details of, okay. of what it was, just for my own privacy's sake. But, I mean... We know how it is spreading to a lot of people. Yes, it was very obviously a, uh, not saying yes, it was sex, but yes, in that it was a close encounter. Okay. But it could happen at a club. Well, that's the thing that I... If you're like standing next to someone in a crowded nightclub and they're rubbing up on you and they have monkeypox on their arm, you're going to get it. Totally. And and I, yeah, exactly. That's the way it can spread. And there was someone who just commented on my TikTok saying like, I really want to know, it was someone who was verified and something, and they were like, I really want to know if you got it from sex or, like, just from dancing on someone. Like, I know that's personal, but, you know, there's a difference between theoretical spreading and actual spreading or traceable. And I get that, but there's some element of, like, privacy I want to maintain around yeah, my of life. But, um, life. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we 
we we don't maintain any privacy with our lives on this <laughs> podcast, which is why I asked. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think that that's really interesting because we talk about stigma, right? Like um, people, you know, because the majority of the cases are men who have sex with men, because a lot of queer people are obviously more sexually free, more promiscuous in a positive way. You know, there's there's a lot more of that going around. But also like, girl, it's pride season. People are dancing with their shirts off and rubbing up on each other and trying to squeeze through a crowded bar to get to the bathroom. And if you have, you know, a v- verifiable monkey pox on your arm that's like open and available to rub up on someone you could get it totally and that's that's part of why i was that's part of why i spoke out because i was really worried you know new york pride at that time was the, the weekend coming up mm. and oh, I, was, man. I, I was yeah i was supposed to be in new york hosting some big gay ass dance parties and obviously that wasn't able to happen but um i was really worried for a lot of my friends and the potential of a spread in new york you know Gays go to these parties, take their shirts off, they're dancing on each other. Obviously, like you said, positively promiscuous. The the gays yes. are the gays are fucking. And yes. yeah, we we know that's a huge way that this can spread. So I was really worried about that. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty. I okay. thought we just did. No, I want to know about the experience. Oh, yeah. How so did you, you had, know? Like, the flu when did first? you find out? Yeah. So I so that Friday, June 17th, um, I got a call from a friend who I had been with the weekend before. And my situation was really, quote, fortunate um, in that I kind of knew from the get-go that it was probably monkeypox. I talked to friends later who, you know, they had to convince their doctors to test them or whatever. Oh. I got a call saying, hey, we're pretty sure we have monkeypox. We're waiting on the confirmation, but you should be on alert for symptoms. And then I checked myself literally on that call and noticed some lesions that I had not noticed before. And so I was like, in an instant, I was like, oh, fuck, I think I have monkeypox. There goes New York Pride. There goes my next two weeks. That's what I would have said. I would have been like, Like, I can't get to a party. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I was more pissed about having to miss the parties than, you know, the imminent imminent suffering I was soon to experience. Um, But yeah, that that was kind of how it happened for me. So I knew from the get-go, went to the doctor three days later and got swabs. But in the meantime, that weekend, I had intense flu-like symptoms hit. So I had fever, chills, swollen lip nodes, sweating through my sheets at night, oh my uh, God. sore throat, coughing. Yeah, it was not great. And you had those all in conjunction because I've also read some stuff that's like sometimes you'll have the flu-like symptoms for a while before you even see a lesion pop up. Yeah, it kind of seems to vary by person what order they come in, if at all. I have a friend who just got the lesions and had no flu symptoms. So it seems to be... See, that's the other thing is that Meatball and I, we've been sort of, you know, what you do in a time when when fear is creeping and you joke, right? We, and we so it's jokes. Like, we, 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 like, I have, like, we a would... pimple appear on my knee, and I'm like, monkey pox? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I had, like, a little itchy spot on my knee, and then another one down below it, and I was like, this is it, baby boy. We yeah. got the lesions. You're, you're done for it, early. You know, have textured skin and like you get a pimple from time to time somewhere and we were also in grown hair we were also just in new york and dipper had um sex sex with gentlemen (laughs) there and then we came back and that's when he started noticing like little pimples and things so we were scared for him and i was scared for me because we were sitting right next to each other the number (laughs) the number of friends i've had message me and be like 
I saw oh, a spot. I'm you, not are they, sure. <laughs> are they sending you pictures? Oh no! Are of they blaming pimples? you? Are you the doctor and your no, friend no, no, now? No. Oh, I mean, not blaming me, but I guess I kind of have become like a de facto you are the person expert. to ask about. Oh my god! I accidentally became a poster child. But... So, do the lesions? Do they? I mean, did yours feel like anything? Do they hurt? Are they sensitive to the touch, or is it just like a little pimple? So here was the evolution. At first, when I noticed them i didn't really feel them they weren't irritable or anything but as the next week went on like by that next friday it had spread to my face i was starting to notice them popping up on my limbs ankles hands um i still have them you know on me on your toned belly (laughs) your your words um and, (laughs) and uh they got really painful in the more sensitive areas you know it's i noticed I noticed some areas on my body, there was more of a cluster. So, um, you know, on one part of my arm, there was a cluster on my face. There's one in more sensitive areas on more sensitive skin, you know, like what I've called in my editorial pieces, the, the underwear area. Uh, you, but you know, there are a lot of reports, balls. <laughs> but there are a lot of reports of like pararectal pain that go along with this, right? There are a mm. lot of reports coming out. And in the more sensitive areas, it was really painful. I mean, I described oh my it as God. Yeah, I mean, to the point that I couldn't sleep some nights, which is why I had to go back to the doctor and get narcotics prescribed. The painkillers, yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. That's when you why said I, that in the video, I was you were like, I just needed painkillers so I could sleep. I was like, this is way more serious than I thought it was. I thought it was just like chicken pox. Yeah, girl, no, it is really fucking painful, and that's why I made such a point in my tweet and TikTok to be like, you do not want this. <laughs> like, yeah, it is, it is no fun. Um. So yeah, I mean, I've described the pain as it was kind of like a dull, sore, constant pain highlighted with jabs of sharp pain whenever I would like move the wrong way or irritate one or, you know, piss one off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. Those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How do you feel like when you went to the doctor? Were they like, oh my God, it's monkey? Or they were just like, okay, yeah, we understand this is starting to pop up from place to place. Oh, yeah. Earl, you would have thought I was patient zero of COVID <gasps> walking into that doctor's office the first time. Which When I you get called it. ahead, were you like, I have be- been exposed to monkeypox and I'm coming to get tested? Yeah, I like had a video call with them at first and then we made the appointment because it was the earliest available one was that Monday. And I went in, like, I understand they have their protocol to follow, but they were messaging me, like, we'll get you in through the, like, the employee's entrance. They were, like, trying to get me in the back way. <laughs> and Wait a minute. I, now, you could think of that as them being, like, having a stigma against you, or you getting but VIP access. Meatball season is VIP access. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention there was a red carpet that they brought out. Um, <laughs> a bottle <laughs> service? Yeah, exactly. They're, like, a bottle of calamine lotion. Yeah. There was a list, yeah. Um, no, so, like, I got in there, and uh, you know, it was like full COVID prep gear. Like they had the gown, the gloves, the face mask, the goggles, like, and I understand they had, the doctor actually was kind of apologetic. She was like, you know, we have very strict instructions from the department of public health who they had been in yeah. contact with the whole time. Um, so, I mean, I get it, but yeah, the first time I went in, they just did a visual exam. They're like, yep, looks like you got it. And like swabbed it and sent those off. The second time it was more of like a thorough, um, exam of the more painful areas and talking through like medications that could help uh, over-the-counter recommendations etc can i ask just uh, one detail question about the swab did yeah. they pop try it? to like pop it like a zit to swab like the fluid like or is that or did they just swab the top i don't think i mean i couldn't see but i don't think they tried to pop it because mine mm-hmm. was it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't super painful. Like they yeah. were definitely they were definitely digging to mm-hmm. like get some juice or something. Good old biopsy there. Get that yeah. juice, baby. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, they didn't like cut it or try to pop it or anything. Got it. But but my friend who I was um, exposed to via, he described it as like one of the most painful things he's ever been through. So I think it That's varies so by crazy. Wow. Yeah. So are you on a monkeypox group chat? <laughs> you I and wish. Your gals? I wish, girl. I would love to be chatting with. I mean, one on one, I'm chatting with friends who are also going through it. Um, but no, we don't. We haven't unionized yet. Has anyone? <laughs> has has anyone? Have you heard from anyone else? Like, if their experience is worse than yours, has their flu like symptoms been more intense? Is anyone else going through more, or is it all pretty even? Uh, it's all, all the experiences I've heard of have either been on par with mine or milder. I think I had a pretty rough go of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, other people reached out that I had similar symptoms. It was super painful. And then, you know, like I said, I have some friends who just had the lesions, no flu-like symptoms and vice versa. Some friends just had like flu-like symptoms and had one to three spots and that was it. This is such a crazy little outbreak. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit about like logistics stuff before we wrap up. Um, like you what? were talking about... 
you now you know you get a check in from the Department of Health. You received like a stay at home, like quarantine order, court ordered, all that stuff. Looking online, the numbers don't seem nearly as extreme as like you know we just went through COVID and like all of these different things. So it seems like there are a smaller number. Do don't you, minimize his experience. No, I'm. My question is, do you think things are being underreported? Do you think there are people walking around with monkeypox on who don't have flu symptoms? but they have lesions on their body and they're just going to sort of go away or think they're a pimple. Like, how do you feel about that in the world? 1,000%. I think cases are being, uh, there's been a huge lag and some cases haven't even been reported. I think what the CDC is reporting is way below the actual case number. And there there was even an NPR article recently that spoke to this. I've cited it in my TikTok. And um, even my doctor, the second time I went back and we were chatting about it, I kind of asked, I was like, are you seeing a lot of people coming in with monkeypox? And he was like, yes, we're seeing a huge amount of cases. And the CDC, the number you're seeing is not accurate because there have been lags of testing. Because right now they're doing the swab. You know, I, I had people in my DMs on Twitter offering like spit tests that I guess have been developed, but those aren't being widely. I think they were offering something else. <laughs> yeah. Spit oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, they, they were offering. That. Maybe they were offering me money. Chasers. They're chasers. Yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> oh, no. Stop. <laughs> okay, 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 but, uh, but no, I mean, my doctor said it. NPR said it. And I even had friends I talked to who, especially in the earlier days, their doctors would not test them for monkeypox. And they were literally telling them, I'm pretty sure I have this. Please test me. And they wouldn't do it because they thought it wasn't that. So when you have that kind of lag or non-cooperation, of course, the numbers are going to be way below what they actually are that's so nice and you are um your buzzfeed article is currently trending on twitter (laughs) (laughs) and so clearly people are like very interested in this you know what i mean like people are it's a talking point people are concerned and 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 so much so i saw on your twitter account you were retweeting some updates about vaccines yeah Mm -hmm. so it seems like there is going to be a federal like like rollout of vaccines between now and the fall right oh yeah yeah so the newest vaccine i don't know how to say it i think it's Jimeos or something <laughs> anyway um sounds like a drag name yeah. meatball defer to you on that um, yeah uh ruby fox pushed her down the stairs i think oh my god <laughs> okay. oh she's gonna kill me for this one uh, <laughs> um yeah, so that was the vaccine, the newer one, because um, there's also a smallpox vaccine, but it's less ideal. This newer one is the one that they surprise dropped in New York and L.A. And just this Tuesday, the Biden administration announced that they are releasing more uh, supply of it in the weeks to come to, oh, to vaccinate more masses. And the company that makes it um, is in the process of manufacturing more. So there's like, you know, you can ask the medical professionals or the government or whoever. There's like a full laid out plan for it. Uh, to get people vaccinated as soon as possible. That's I'm great. Like, I just sign me. Up. I know, but I just feel like the there's way still, I be fucking sorry. So <laughs> much. I just feel like there's still so much misinformation about how it's spread, and like, there's not enough. We're not talking about it enough. I don't think. Well, it's late. I mean, it, like Matt, you laid it out. Obviously, 
you know the the information that you received but it, it doesn't seem like there's there's one way you know what i mean it seems yeah. like it's like oh there's also all of that stuff about like oh if you use a blanket that someone had on their body and they had monkeypox and then you use that blanket so like i of course immediately think about airplanes i think about public transit i think about all these things and obviously oh. my assumption is you know, actual prolonged skin to skin contact is going to be the thing that really does it. But everything I've read also includes like other ways and even respiratory sitting droplets. on a toilet seat. No, don't do that, me. I no, I heard in a book I read. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I can offer my two cents on that, yes, please. Okay. With the obvious disclaimer that I'm not a medical professional, yes. I'm just speaking anecdotally from my experience and what I've seen and yes. heard. Um, it is my opinion that it is being a little overblown in which and described oh. that it can spread. Here's the thing. I don't believe, or I, I think it is of less concern. If you're in the same room as someone who has monkeypox, I don't think you're going to get it. Yeah. Like, I think. Oh, you need to be. I think that, the, yeah, like, like you said, skin, like what, like it says on the CDC website, prolonged skin to skin contact okay. with someone who like has lesions or, or rashes. So stop uh, holding hands out there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, respiratory secretion. So obviously fucking, um, I have a friend who is pretty sure they got it from making out with someone, you know, mm. any, any way that a virus or a cold would spread to someone else is a potential way that they could do it. Do I think a sneeze or a cough would do it? Probably not as likely. It seems to be more like contact-based. Right. But, uh, but you know, to your point about bedding, if I have a lesion and I don't know it and I, like, wipe a towel and some juice gets on it and somebody else touches that, yes. yeah, you know, that's probably a way it could spread. But I Wild. don't I don't think if I sneeze near someone or cough and I have monkeypox and they don't, that it's necessarily going to spread that way. So do you feel fortified? Like, are you ready for, like, mid-July to August to just be, like, the ultimate hot girl summer for you? Bitch. Let it out. <laughs> the way I am going to wild out if immunity... <laughs> if, if immunity... You will, be, you will be immune, correct? I don't know. That's what I was going to say. If Gag. Ass- Assuming immunity is a thing, I, I'm going to talk to more medical professionals. I would assume that's a thing because of like how the body works but yeah. they don't they don't know and, there's a, and the vaccine will maybe help yeah i'm definitely gonna get vaccinated like as yeah. soon as possible so i would hope with the combination of having had it and getting vaccinated that i can just like have a hot girl summer but you know well at least with this vaccine all those fucking uh gay people who are trying to jump the line with the uber eats job to get the covid vaccine <laughs> at least they they are now the highest risk uh, uh population so they can be first in line for the monkeypox vaccine. Right. Oh, honey, Correct. those girls are The OnlyFans girls. Yeah. <laughs> the OnlyFans girls. They're like, I have to work. I have to fuck. <laughs> Remember the one that was like, I work in a medical field. And we were like, what? And he was like, I do like their taxes or something. And so oh he got a God. shot. And I was like, kill yourself. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Meatball, any other? Well, first of all, Matt, is there anything else you would like to share about your experience or yes. that you would want to say that we haven't covered? Yeah, something I have been saying to all the outlets and that I really want to reiterate, especially to anyone who thinks they could have been exposed or who, especially who has it, is one, um, as much as you can, try to confront and mitigate any stigma or shame you might feel because you have done nothing wrong in getting it or in being exposed to it. It's just an unfortunate biological way the cards have fallen. Um, and also, if you do get it or are afraid that you have it, 
just remember this mindset really helped me that it is temporary. You know, co-infections aside, what helped me get through the most painful and miserable moments was remembering that this is a temporary condition. It will not affect me for the rest of my life. In a few weeks, I will be on the other side of this and we'll be better. Yeah. Done. That's really, I mean, that is really important because I know we all, like anytime we're in a situation, regardless of what it is, even from a small cold or a flu to, you know, finding out you have an STD and you're like, fuck, man. It's like we talk about this all the time on the podcast. It's like, well, girl, it's temporary. There's medication around it. And so that mm-hmm. sort of that mentality, I think, is a huge uh, uh, way to keep things positive. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is like, how how do we should we just all be wearing long sleeves and staying in the house like what do you think like that's my big thing is like we're talking about it we're putting out there but it's like if you don't know and you're not doing full body inspections of people you're hooking up with and you know like meatball and i were joking earlier about oh this pimple is that monkey pox is that monkey pox it's like i feel very healthy that's a pimple it's already sort of like turned from a pimple to nothing and it's like i still want to live my summer life <laughs> You, you know what deserve, I mean? You yeah. don't deserve to live your summer life. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. That's just how I'm feeling. Like we just went through a thing where the world told us like stay in the house and don't do anything for the better good. And it's like these numbers are different, but they also are affecting our community more significantly. So what do we do? Not yeah, that, that you have the answer, but I mean, I, I'm anecdotally, I can just get my two cents. But I mean, yeah, that's the shitty part, right? Like we want to live our lives, but. Also, you don't want to spread this if potentially you have it. So I think there's like a middle area. <clears throat> I don't think we have to walk around in like long johns and not touch anyone. But like, <laughs> unless you're a hot girl summer. Unless you're into that. But um, no, I think it's just staying on top of like being very aware of if you're feeling sick at all or if you notice any weird spots, just being like hyper vigilant about that with your own body. And just maybe being a little extra cautious about who you do come in contact with so like you know if you have the choice of going to that sex party or you know going to board game night with some friends maybe leaning towards the more cautious option until you're vaccinated or yeah you know if you go to a dance party maybe just be aware of the risks of making out and dancing on a stranger versus just you know kicking with your friends you know on the outskirts of the the dance floor or something like that you know yeah I mean, it's all personal responsibility. And also, again, if you get it, it's not really your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. You're living your life. Yeah. You're living your life. There's no blame in this game, no shame, no stigma. If you get it, it sucks, but it's temporary. Um, it will pass. And just try not to give it to anyone else. Yeah, and hopefully you can work from home. Yeah, I've been very fortunate in that regard. That really uh, sucks. If you have to take time off from work, like... Like up to four weeks? I mean, you said you're on week, what, two three? and a half, three? Uh, it's about to be, well, it's three weeks since exposure, two weeks since I started manifesting symptoms tomorrow. So yeah, everyone I've spoken to, you know, the CDC says two to four weeks and all the people I've talked to who had it said about two, two and a half weeks, sometimes three is about on par with Mm. the, the amount of time it's taken for all the scabs to fall off. Now, where's your, where's your biggest, which, which one are you focused on falling off next? Are you like, get out of here? Cause this is the one that I need to fall off. This my, crowd. my face. I have two in my beard that are like, oh, almost, no they're almost there, but like, they just, they're holding on for dear life. So don't pick them. Oh yeah. Don't, don't scratch. Mom. I'm trying not to. <laughs> 
I'm trying not to. Well, um, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for sharing your experience with all of our Sloppy Seconds listeners today. Of course. Thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate you know being able to chat with you all and get the word out about this. It is yeah, not, where can, it's not cute. It's not cute. Where can people find you uh, aside from obviously the BuzzFeed article? <laughs> yep. So I'm on Twitter and TikTok at J Matthias Ford, M A T T H I A S. Need to work on those. I know it's my full name. Need to work on those handles. Um, and then Instagram is just at Matthias. Zipper needs to work on his love handles. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I'm praying that those fall off your face so you can get back out there. Thank you so much to you both for having me. I really appreciate it. So now after we have heard from our patient, it makes only the the best of sense to hear from a doctor. Now this this uh, this medical professional and that medical patient have uh, nothing in common. Have never met one. They've another, literally but. never met, and they don't know each other. So please, no <laughs> questions. Uh, but please welcome uh, multiple guests, a multiple former time guests. How do you I say that properly? Multiple a repeat guest you. offender. <laughs> This is Dr. James Simmons. Hi, James. Dr. Simmons. Wow, Doctor. Thank you. thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I love that as you had to preface that. You're like, patient and provider do not know each other. Have never, provide. Have never had a conversation. Yes. We're just getting two points of view. So it. we, uh, thanks for being with us again. We want to talk about monkeypox. Oh, really? <laughs> is that is that a thing going on right now? What? So I don't know. You tell, tell me. Is it a hoax? <laughs> no. I, um, listen, I believe the earth is flat and monkeypox is a hoax. Thoughts? All right. Thanks for having me. I um, really <laughs> wish you guys the best of luck. <laughs> Take care. We're not doing crazy. Cons- I have enough conspiracy theories, but we're not doing crazy ones anymore. Okay. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Listen, monkeypox is it's kind of a deal right now because it's acting differently than what we thought it was going to and what it normally does. So I'm going to give you like the 13 second monkeypox history. So monkeypox is a virus that's in the like similar to smallpox, right? It's much less lethal though. And it is endemic to some countries in generally sub-Saharan Africa. So central and Western Africa. And by endemic, we mean it happens there all the time. They're sort of used to it. They're used to a number of cases. Uh, They kind of know how to treat it. uh, Although we don't provide them with enough resources, but that's a different conversation. Occasionally we'll see monkeypox jump out of those countries in very, very, very small clusters, talking five to 12 cases in a different country. It's always been related to travel to those countries in sub-Saharan Africa where the virus is kind of always happening. Well, what's happened this time now, and why everyone's freaking out a little bit, is because we're having transmission of monkeypox in communities where no one has traveled to sub-Saharan Africa or been in contact directly with someone who has traveled to sub-Saharan Africa. Meaning that monkeypox is now spreading in the community, we call it, community spread. Uh You may remember that from COVID. It's community spread is happening, but without close contact with someone who traveled to those countries. And so is monkeypox acting differently right now, which is the scary. Uh, Well, is is it? Yeah, the the Institute US, or sorry, US, Jesus, it's Portugal. The Portugal Institute of Health 
are the first people to do like genetic sequencing on these two strains of monkeypox that are going on right now. Uh, one of them is much more prevalent than the other one. There are two strains. One of them is dominating the other one. <laughs> oh, wow. And that one strain actually has about 50 mutations from the last time they genetically sequenced that strain, which was in like 2018-ish. And a bunch of those mutations look like that strain of monkeypox is more transmissible. So all of a sudden, uh, whoa, right. We're like monkeypox, because monkeypox historically has been really hard to get. Like when we say prolonged skin-to-skin contact, prolonged contact with an infected source, uh, like, like clothing or bedding, or prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets, we meant prolonged. Like you need to be all up in somebody's grill for a long time, minutes upon minutes upon minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're not entirely sure, but now we're like, wait a minute. There are mutations on this strain of monkeypox that make it look like it's more transmissible, which might be why it's spreading in communities so much faster than we originally thought it was going to. So do you think this is something we were talking about, um, you know, with our first guest who has been very public and he's, you know, posted on Twitter and TikTok and just did a BuzzFeed article about his experience. Awesome. Um, and, but like, we were like, oh, should we just be like wearing long shirts and not going out and don't bump into anybody? Like how (laughs) transmissible? And I know the answer is like, we don't know yet, but like what, like what's the, what's the recommendation here? This is why I love coming and talking with y'all, particularly you, Dipper, no shade, meatball, but <laughs> like you. Listen, you, I'm only here to spread misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you get it. You all, you have always had, even through the COVID conversations, STI conversations, you always have like a very reasonable, like thoughtful approach to this. And this is just sort of what we ask people to do, because you're right. At this point in time, we don't, we don't have these like grandiose recommendations of how to stop this thing. I mean, honestly, if you're, Hey, you really shouldn't be scared of monkeypox. Right now, we only have one confirmed fatality related to monkeypox. There's actually only about, we're pushing 5,000 cases at the time of this recording globally. Okay. Um, There are almost 300 here in the United States. I mean, it's not a ton of cases, but we do know that there are so many more cases out there that we haven't found yet or that maybe have gone unreported. So the numbers are probably higher. All of that being said, this is not something you should be super scared of. Most people have generally a mild to moderate illness. And we have vaccines at the ready to help you not get sick or die from this. And this is something that if you get monkeypox, you can then go and get the vaccine. Like it, it will still help you mm. as well. If you're like, okay, I was at Pride this weekend or so whatever event, doesn't have to be Pride, but some event, I heard someone might have had monkeypox there. Let me go on ahead and get my vaccine. Um, or get myself checked out. We actually have therapies that can help you prevent getting sick from this, which is different. So the recommendations in terms of what you can do, I mean, if you're really scared, which you shouldn't be, don't go to large crowds. Don't be having sex with nobody. But Mm -hmm. we know that that's not going to happen, right? Bear week's coming up. Like, you know, there's, it's the, it's the summer and it is the first summer that we have all felt free really from COVID, even though we probably shouldn't, but we all felt free from COVID in the last several years. (laughs) And so everyone is living their lives, living their lives and they're going to. And so just know that because coincidentally, this started at two separate gay events, monkeypox is not a uniquely gay disease, but coincidentally it started at two separate gay events 
You know, we travel within our own community and we travel mm-hmm. to multiple gay events. This is what we do as a community. And we sex in going, our own community. And we have sex in our own community, right? So if you're going to a gay event, just know that your risk is going to be higher. And if you are lucky enough to live in a place like New York City where they're trying to preemptively vaccinate people, go on ahead and get that vaccine. Yeah. When are we getting the vaccine? When are in we LA? getting ours? Because and I are ready. Jab me up. Mama, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> right. Because we uh, literally, we just announced like we're doing an event uh, in August at CCBC, clothing optional, like poolside podcast recording. It's like we have all these things for our job that we're doing uh-huh. out in spaces. And I'm like, jab jab this guy jab me up well so the on a federal level the department of health and human services is planning this like new strategy interestingly what happens when you have an administration who is supportive of you know pandemic responses and and you know things like this we now have beefed up those departments within health and human services within the cdc to be able to track this thing do contact tracing to you know get vaccines out so they're starting to say hey we have the resources for this now we're going to start preemptively trying to vaccinate people where that's applying on a local level uh we don't know yet but it uh, literally the information is changing every day so the long story short to your question is likely you should hear in the next couple of weeks that la county uh, Cook County in Chicago, Clark County uh, uh, in Georgia, big places like that, big gay centers, San Francisco, things like that, are going to start having these vaccine centers mm-hmm. where you can just be like, hey, I'm queer, I've been traveling, I've been going to these events, I may have had contact, or my, I know my risk is high, please vaccinate me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because this is like some real, real talk right here. I am like going to go see my family in August. And like with COVID, you could be like, okay, I'm going to take a week off. I'm not going to go out into the world. I'm going to test myself at home a bunch. And then I'm going to know at least to the best of my ability that I'm not at risk to like give something to my family. Like I would feel crazy. Meatball and I literally are going to a bear weekend in Mobile, Alabama days before I'm scheduled to like hang out with yeah, my family. Yeah, just wear long sleeves and don't have sex with anyone. Is there a way that we could get him in a body condom? <laughs> Very well, naked gun. Like, the, like the, the boy the boy in the bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like naked gun. <laughs> but you know what you're, I mean? Like we, we, even, we do meet and greets. Like when we were just in San Francisco, uh-huh. people come up and give a hug, say hello, like whatever. So even yell you know, in our faces very close. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I like I not to be like a hypochondriac and like crazy like this, but I'm like, I'm like my my choices as a person live on my own, like whatever out in the world being a gay person. Then I like go and see my 80 year old father who just like hikes and works in the garden. Right. Mm. It's, it's scary. I mean, I, I think that you have to understand your risk. You have to understand the risk that you might be potentially putting other people on. Right. Right. All of that being said, you know, let's separate COVID and, and monkeypox, of course. Sure. Of course. Monkeypox is, at least this strain, the most prevalent strain, is not particularly lethal. Right. Okay. But but not even to generally... his ninety year old dad. Okay. But I now was going to say, but that's to young and healthy people, right? So mm-hmm. to people who are older, it is a much more serious deal. So I think you, you it's also important to remember that prolonged exposure is still our mm-hmm. leading thought as to how this will transmit. So you know, a lot of people are like, "Is it a sexually transmitted disease?" No, to our knowledge right now, no. Although, like I've said, the virus seems to be changing, but we have no evidence so far at this point that is turned into a sexually transmitted disease. But come on, what happens when you're having sex? 
prolonged Prolonged skin to skin contact, right? So if you're meet and greeting, the way I do it, I'm just kidding. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you're meet and greeting, that's not prolonged, right? right? Maybe you consider like throwing a mask on here and there because respiratory droplets are a thing. Maybe you go back to putting up one of those shields occasionally. I don't know. It's it's hard to know how if you're going to be in that environment around a bunch of people how to actually mm-hmm. protect yourself because once you're in that environment there really aren't a ton of measures that you can do to protect yourself unless you see somebody with a bunch of lesions on their skin and then don't touch them right but then again the, don't the lesions often look like just like pimples what if i mean it could just look like a guy who's really into steroids they do you know, this great great observation meatball there's a first time for everything good job they do <laughs> look- <laughs> They do look a lot like pimples, right? Yeah. They look tremendously like pimples. But here's the thing. Pimples usually come uh, as a one or two, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have monkeypox, a full-on monkeypox outbreak. It's everywhere. There mm-hmm. are pimple-like looking lesions. We call them everywhere. They interestingly generally start on the face. But there are some reports, and again, where this is so new, we're still investigating a lot of this. But there are some reports that a lot of this strain that's spreading so quickly, those lesions are found first Butthole. in the genital anal region. Yerp, 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 hurts so much you can't sleep sometimes. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's okay. So listen, thank you for um, this. And the, the other conversation we had with our guest was about stigma. And he was like mm-hmm. leading with this idea of like, it is just like, a biological thing that happens to mm-hmm. you, unfortunately, if you're exposed yep. to it. And yep. the idea of like stigma around it is so unnecessary and not, you know, productive. And, you know, uh, just that we need to lead with that in mind because yeah. we all know how nasty a stigma can be, especially around like an infection or a virus. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I don't know if if you've seen at all that gay doctor um, on TikTok and on Instagram. He's been very he is a physician and also got monkeypox and is now <gasps> on the other side of it and documented his entire journey for the very reason of getting rid of stigma. So I love the intersection of him being a gay man who is out there living his life while also being a physician, a medical provider talking about monkeypox. And he literally did this to his hundreds of thousands of followers because he was like, we're going to get rid of the stigma. So yeah, bravo to your guest. Bravo to y'all for talking about this and everyone else. Like there needs to be no stigma around monkeypox. The only reason we're talking about this and the only reason we're bringing it up a lot is because there are very few small amount of people. This could be a serious thing. And this is not something we want to turn into a pandemic, right? We don't want this thing to spread like crazy. So bottom line, if you are someone with lesions, have a high fever, anything like that, stay your ass at home. Do not go go. out. Get it. Stay home. It's fine. It's fine. Just stay home. It's fine. We will say uh, our guests told us that they got a court-ordered stay-at-home order once they were reported uh, to the Department of Health. Any those different now that especially departments of health have money again, they do not play. But then I asked, but I asked the question. I said, "How like do they check in on you, or then do you have to prove something to them that all your lesions have scabbed and fallen off, and there's new skin there in order for that court order to be lifted?" He was like, "No, I haven't heard anything aside from the first Ah. one." (laughs) 
so. right. They were like, stay your ass at home, and then we're going to trust you to stay home for the next right. two Right. Yes, exactly. Well, I, I mean, it's a start. What can I say? Well, we'll see everyone at the foam party where we're going to rub our bodies on each other. Prolonged skin to skin. Pop your paws in the foam. Oh, man. I know. Sometimes how I want to How can I get a vaccine? Can I? How can I get one before the pool party? So, good question. If you have a queer provider, start with them uh, because they're on top of this. I suppose if you're a provider who does not identify as LGBTQIA+, uh, they may know about this. Um, but I, if you live in an area where there is a like a, an LGBTQ center, reach out to those centers. Okay. Those are really, really big resources because this is changing every day. It's so fluid. Uh, like the New York City vaccine center that popped up literally had to close within hours because they ran out of vaccines because the demand was so high. So, so they were nuts. a model for everybody else to be like, hold on, before we pop one up in L.A. and San Francisco and Seattle and all these other places, we need to be prepared because there's probably going to be a high demand for this. So right. literally check in every day. You can call your public health department. Um, but I say, particularly because this is in our community, start with the centers like your whatever LGBTQ center is in your neighborhood. Um, and just be like, hey, I want to get this vaccine before I get dicked down at the uh, phone party. Ooh. Can you help me? I know I'm looking at the LGBT center right now. <laughs> you better do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They're a great re- resource for everything, honestly. Uh, and the health providers who work at centers, and this is everywhere, right? There's an LGBTQ center in Wichita, Kansas. Like, you don't have to live in LA right. or New York or anywhere like yeah. that. Like, start with those places. And these people are on top of everything that is going on constantly and at least now because of the federal administration that we do have some of those agencies are starting to get a little bit more money and a little bit more resources to be able to help the community so do not be afraid to reach out to them well thank you so much for being here it's always such a pleasure to get dragged by you thank you for having me it, it, it is i look forward to it at least twice a <laughs> dragging the ever-loving shit out of you jesus <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Dr. James Simmons, for thank joining you, us. Uh, best of me, best of luck with all of the uh, the um, providing that you do with medical care. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, y'all. Good to see you. you too. Bye. All right. All right, all right, all right. Wow, so much to learn, so much to take in. I didn't know all of that. And again, Dr. James, so good. Now listen, if you have experiences with monkeypox, if you want to call in, if you want to share what you're going through, you know we've got that phone number. That phone number is 213-536-9180. And uh, we do have some voicemails. Uh, I know, you know, the majority of this episode we spent talking about monkeypox, but we do want to sort of end things on a more regular note here. Uh, so we do have some voicemails to listen to. Are a lot of these about expose? No, only one of them. Okay, because everyone I'm aware that I um, said expose instead of escape, and my apologies. Blanket statement. Here's some voicemails. Hi, Slops. Yesterday, I joined your live when you were talking about 
TCBC, the community college, and Baltimore live show that you're doing in August. And I was feeling a little salty Santana in the chat, and I was like, this is getting kind of boring. Um, and then you made me join the live, and I did. And everyone in the chat was calling me flopped you. And yeah, because your name is Matthew, anyway, and you flopped. This past weekend at New York it's Pride, not so easy. it was you Sunday, and I was going to... Uh, a beer blast at Brass Monkey, if you've ever been there. Ooh, I used to go to Brass Monkey. And that morning, I had decided with my friends to try out the Taco Bell Cantina to see if Meatball was doing drag brunch there. Unfortunately, she wasn't, but we did get alcoholic Baja Blasts uh, and ate some food, which was interesting. So then we go to the bear events. And this guy is there, and I had talked and made out with him before. And he was like, do you want to come back to my place for a bit, and then we can come back here? And I was a little drunky, so I was like, okay. So I go back with him, and we're making out, and I see his dick, and it's pretty thick, right? And I'm sucking it, and I was like, "Um, I don't think I can bottom right now. I went to the Taco Bell Cantina this morning, and I didn't see Meatball there. You said that out loud. Like, I hope so. Um, well, I really want that ass, so why don't you go douche in my bathroom? And I've never douched at a hookups place before, so that was weird. So I was like, okay, I guess you have a douche bulb. And he hands me a fucking grenade with a thick dildo-like fucking stem on it that had like that seven one. holes in it, like a water hose. Yeah, I have And that I stuck one. that up my butt, and water got everywhere in this guy's bathroom. Legit took 30 minutes to douche. Oh, he just put and was the like, tape up not that. feeling it anymore. I went back out, and he had fallen asleep on the bed. But I woke him up, and we fucked, and everything was okay. And then I went back to the bear event, and I leaked cum out of my ass on the way home on the subway. Thoughts? Anyways, goodbye. Thoughts? Two and a half minutes of talk. Two, well, that's flop you for you. flop you. flop you is a hard name to say. It's a whole lot of, takes a whole lot of mouth. Uh, <clears throat> I want to know, was the drag brunch good at the Taco Bell Cantina? I heard they were good. They had to, they had to like learn choreo and they were like, it was. I, I also. I'm not sure if they got to make their own mixes or if Taco Bell like made the mixes and then made the girls learn them. Oh, it was like Doja Cat doing the Taco Bell pizza song. The, I think didn't she write that herself? She did, but I'm saying the queens had to do it. I don't know if they had to do that, but they like they made their own remixes with like the Taco Bell like dong sound uh, in it, and like it was like it looked. Some of the videos looked good. Um. So Tenderoni, my- Tenderoni looked great. Auntie Chan looked amazing. Miss Toto looked great. They did them in New York? No, they did the one in Chicago. Well, this is literally he's talking about New York. I don't think there was one in New York. He just said, I was in New York and I went to the Taco Bell Cantina. Yeah, and he said that there wasn't any drag there. It was too long. I, t- I tuned out. Flopped you. All right, next call. No, well, I want to ask about douching at a hookup. 
Oh, I could never, because I need the comfort of my own home for that. Because you don't know what kind of no- noises it's going to make, what kind of <clears throat> splashes you're going to make. You need to you know also your don't own know douche. You need where your the douche. To- how, where the toilet or the shower, if there's enough room for your legs to get around the side. You know how in New York, sometimes the toilet is so so squeezed into a thing? What? What do you mean if there's enough room for your legs to get around the side? The side of what? You're well, douching. Sometimes you, you like to like stand spread up. your legs open. You just stand up to douche? Well, I just kind of like bend over and stick it in. The grenade. Beneath. <laughs> beneath what? From bet- betwixt my thigh. Also, I think I have the one he's talking about, and I will tell you, that one is messy. My, it has, like, four holes around the top, and then, like, two holes lower, and then two more lower. So you're supposed to take the whole thing in. All and shoot the way it, in. So it, like, fills you up, but not just, like... It fills me up! Okay, before we it move... It gives me life! Before we move away from... More clean than I've ever been! <laughs> Before we move away from Taco Bell, I do just want to see if you saw this article on CNN Business. Taco Bell is testing Massive a, new, cheese. a new menu item with a beloved snack food. It's a oh massive God. Cheez-It, which Not is 16 times the standard size. And it's the base for the Taco Bell Big Cheez-It Tostada. And they also have a Big Cheez-It Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah, I'm going right now. In the but next two weeks at one restaurant. Ugh. But the restaurant's in California, I believe. Which one? It's in Irvine. Okay. Both are available only in one restaurant located in Irvine for the next two weeks. Not me looking up how far away Irvine is. We need to go. Well, you know I'm leaving this weekend. Where are you going? I'm going to Phoenix, Arizona. Well, it's the next two weeks. Irvine? Oh. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Irvine is where the Taco Bell headquarters are. It's where I went and shot the thing. Oh, so it's so an it's, hour away. It's like an hour away. What else can we do now? What there? can we do? There's Huntington Beach. Newport Here's Beach. Here's the thing. You want to go we, surfing? No, but maybe we go to Irvine during the day. And then uh-huh. we go to then we drive over to Long Beach and do a, sh- a late night show at a Hamburger Mary's. Let's call Jules. Jules, pay us to go eat at a Taco Bell that's also 45 minutes away from where you are. Thoughts? Jules, we know you're listening. I'm just kidding. Okay, I, next. No, she only listens to Delta. Next voicemail. Hey, Dipper Meatball. Uh, long-time fan. First-time caller. I know this is a Flat Earther um, <laughs> QAnon fake news podcast, but I just need to um, correct like Dipper specifically. Candy Burris. Yes. Within Xscape. Xscape, not, not expose. expose. I'm aware. Um, other than that, I love you. Bye. Slip of the tongue. I said Xscape. I mean, I said expose instead of Xscape. So that is my fault, everyone. Hey, Slops. I was just thinking mm? your theme song. Mm? When mm. your first choice is a big old bus. You turn Bust. around and boom, you end Bust. up with us. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Who's driving this bus? It's called. Okay, I'm sorry. Please unsubscribe. 
Please unsubscribe. Who's driving this bus? Who's driving this bus? <laughs> unsubscribe if you can't use context clues to figure out that it's bust. When your first choice, choice is a, is a big, big old bust, bust you, turn you turn around, around and, and boom. And boom. You end up, end with, up us. with us. Well, maybe, hold on. Now I could see why they, if they were thinking mean girls, you turn around and boom, you get hit by the bus. <laughs> now you're singing it. You get hit, hit by, by the, the bus. bus. Have you washed that shirt since we flew back from San Francisco? Yes. Oh. I've done, I've actually washed, I'm like in a I'm series. I'm so jealous that you have laundry in the house. I'm in a series of just consistently washing clothes that I've already worn because it is so hot. Oh, yeah. And I've been it's doing stuff outside. Like, I dyed all those. Too, too darn hot. hot. Well, I had to dye those feathers off that thing because it was starting to look so ratty. So I, like, ripped it all off. Dyed the feathers. But I, in order to dye them, you have to boil water up to, like, 150 degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then add the dye. Then pour it over the feathers. Then my whole house smelled like dead chickens because they're chicken feathers. So I had to take it outside. And I was out in the sun stirring a pot like a fucking witch. Just trying to get these feathers to take color, but they did, and now they're fuchsia, and it's beautiful. Hey, it's sloppy fucks. Ooh, uh, that's horny. Just came back from fucking Dick and Cock. Oh. Uh, the guy was 56, but the cock was at least 25, 27, maybe. Um, and I New was cock. getting really into New it. Fresh and cock. Do you, guys, do you ever get the, like, the cumbert? Yes. No. After you've like sucked and sucked all you could, you're taking yes. in all that air, and then he comes in your mouth, and, and then, then like, like <gasps> you get those little burps at the end. Anybody else get that? Do you get yes. that dipper? Yes. 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 Do you? Yes. Do you, Diane? Do you? Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Definitely get the cum burps. I revisited this gentleman who I've mentioned on this pod many times. I go to his house. I suck his dick. He's a multiple comer. His dick is so great. He kind of sucks as a person, but the dick is chef's kiss. It's the old Republican man. Well, I I don't think he's a Republican, but I think he's the bullshit kind of Democrat. You know what I mean? His views are skewed because of his age. Yes, he's not. He's like boomer age. He's not. He is not a progressive. I'll tell you that. But I was. It's like the way his dick hits my throat. Only on a good day will I not gag. But I like sucking his dick so much. Next call. Hey, Slops. I'm walking home from your show at the Bow in San Francisco. Oh. And as Big Dipper said, it was cute to me. Love the um, numbers you guys did. But my question is, what happened to the meet and greet? I'm assuming since the show started an hour late, it just didn't happen. But as a dedicated listener and fan, I need answers. All right. Goodbye. I have answers for you. It's Meatball's fault. It's my fault in a way. Well, it's Delta's fault. It's Delta Works. No, it's Delta Airlines. They they delayed our flight by an hour and a half. And like two days before we got there. See, I thought that the show was supposed to start at 8 p.m. That's what time it did the last time I did the Pride show at Bo. We got a message being like, your meet and greet is at 5 o'clock. 
Let me explain to you what happened. Our flight got delayed. We didn't land until 2. We got in the first car we could. We didn't get to the hotel until like 3. Or did we get to the hotel at 2.30? We got to the hotel by like 2.00. 2.30, Like, you couldn't, you you weren't able to really start painting until, like, 3 or 3.15. Yes, because I needed to check in, open my bag, set everything up, take right. a shower. There was a lot that needed to happen. I I was ready, and we were there at 5, or at 6 o'clock. Like, that's we what were time there we got at, there. Yeah, or 5.45, even. We walked down yeah, there Yeah, we at walked there early, so we could have done, <clears> but <throat> then the club was so packed, and it was running late. It was Here's there was ultimately, just a lot going on. Ultimately, what I think is like, yes, there was like a little delay because of the flight and whatever, but ultimately that bar, we had a great time. Shout out to Cindy. Ooh, shout out Cindy. to Joshua. Shout out to Adriana and Carney Asada and everyone at Bo. That club was so packed. There was a shout line. out to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. One short day. In the Emerald, Emerald City. City. Uh, that club was so packed. There was a line all the way down to like the traffic light. And honestly, I feel like people who were in that line didn't even know what they were standing in line for. It was 6 o'clock. And they, people have been out since 10 a.m. Pride Parade, Pride Fest downtown. People were sunstroked, drunk. Bitch, it was like, zombie. They were they zombies. Were zombie, they, they were, were pride, zombies. They were pride zombies. So I don't even know that we would have been able to facilitate a meet and greet. Like, we go in there and sort of make space. Like, I think, Caller, you would have been, like, the only person who was like, I'm here for the meet and greet, ready to go. So... Our also, apologies. Afterwards, we did sit outside for an hour on the yes, parklet. Yes, but we got sort of cornered by a bee fierce for a bit. And I did, I slowly started just getting really drunk. I saw you dissociating. Or what is it called? Yeah, dissociating. Yeah, oh, the, and then like try. I kept trying to put my drink up on the ledge and everyone kept yelling that. at me. Okay, next call. Oh, you really pulled Hi, away. I'm Ooh. calling to talk about enemas. Um, I have a special bidet. Uh, it's called the Bio Bidet 1000. This and person it has sounds a vortex familiar. Mode in it. I think this is and our And this vortex mode will shoot a stream of water right up your ass. And then you can just, you know, spit it out of your butthole. And then all poops come out. It's been kind of a nice luxury. But I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, sometimes I don't even take regular poops anymore. Anyways. Goodbye. Meaning, meaning, meaning what? what? Oh, you just douche out your poops? Oh, that can't be good. You're not supposed to do that. Let your body do a little of its regular work. Let for your you. body do the work, honey. Let your body do the work. Okay, last call. Hey, Big Dipper. Hey, Meatball. I'm just calling because over this last week, I sucked a lot of dick. Mm. And I just want to know what happened to good dick. Ooh. Every dick that I suck now smells and tastes like soap. And honestly, it reminds me of soap. when I would say bad words as a kid and my mom would stick the bar of soap in my mouth. I want that dick to be smelly. I want that dick to be funky. I want it cheesy. I want it to taste weird and then lick it off until it tastes normal. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Bye. Oh no, you're going. <laughs> I almost I just gagged a little bit. Now, I will say I do think that I agree to an extent. I don't want it like fresh out the shower laced with baby powder. You know what I mean? I need it like laced with baby powder. I need it like um clean but like an hour after. 
You know, yeah. when it starts to pick up, it's natural. Oh, Jawas again. But what I don't <laughs> want is what I don't want is it to taste like soap. Like they just clean their dick in a bathroom for you. Like here's a the thing. Bath. Sometimes you feel like you're, but really, also like, not cheesy. No, 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 no. Save you're that like, for the Taco Bell. Oh, I'm gonna clean this up. I'm gonna clean this up real good for you. You don't need four layers of soap on there and then a light rinse. Just one good layer of soap for cleaning and then rinse it off so that it's wet, uh, you know, and and no more soap. And then dry it off and then, you know, let it let it, it also bounce around your thighs and your balls a little bit before you give it, it to somebody. Put a, put a air dry put a hair dryer on on warm and blow or, dry. Or even it. cool. I would put it on cool. No, because you gotta work up. You gotta work it up. You ever Oh, you want you? a little sweat. Just a little. a little sweat going. Yeah. But, you know, there are some of you who should really hop in that shower and scrub a dub dub. You know what I mean? Like, really clean it up. Clean it up and then go for a walk. Because Not some even of go you, for a walk. Some of you should just clean it up. Clean it up and lay down. In a cold <laughs> lay down room. in an air conditioned room. And stay, and stay down for an hour until yeah. your body has absorbed all the moisture. And just don't move. Ever <laughs> cover yourself in gold bond, um, but I will say which to each, I which to is each a, their listen. own. And oh, also, if you're looking, <laughs> go ahead to clean up. What was it? The manscaped has like the ball toner and stuff, so you yeah. don't it like kind of prevents the smell, but it doesn't add an odor. It's nice. What I would say is for um. Fresh you, out the shower, laced with baby powder. If you are if you are searching out dick, you should be messaging that person. Come fresh from the gym. I like it funky. Piss your pants a little bit and then let it dry. Like I if did you're that one looking, time and I didn't like it. If you're looking for that, let that be. You know what I mean? Let it be. Let it be. Let it be the thing that you communicate to people. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We do have an announcement, seconds. though. August oh. 20th. August 20th. You come with your clean nuts. <laughs> Here's the thing. We've been talking about this for a while now. It started as a joke, and now it's a reality. And we are really, really excited to announce that we are, in fact, going to do a live podcast poolside Clothing optional at, at CCBC in Palm Springs as part of Western Exposure's Foam Party Weekend. Bare Naked Weekend Foam Party. So Western Exposure I'm is, excited for the foam party. Is a party they they do parties in Palm Springs, I believe, monthly. Um, when this episode comes out, they will have just completed their dad bod fest over Fourth of July weekend. Um and uh, we are partnering with them the weekend of August 19, 2021. Our show is on the 20th. You will put a link in the bio and we'll be sharing the link on our socials. Basically, if you buy a ticket, you buy a day pass for Saturday the 20th. Saturday. For Saturday the 20th. Um, thank you for Katya for listening to our show and re-quoting us when we do funny jokes. Okay, for, 
So you can come on Saturday the 20th. We're both going to be there all day hanging out. Well, I'll be hanging out by the pool. Dipper might be in the barracks. And then you, the you show get, is at 8 p.m. Yeah, so the day pass is not just for the show. You can get in for the whole day. For the you whole can day. Come ins to a and outs. So if you're there, like, you can come hang out during the day, go home, eat dinner, come back for the show. That $50 ticket gets you in and out for the whole day, Saturday day pass. So if you want to come. locker. If you want to come for the weekend, you can buy a weekend pass that'll still get you to the show. You can get a room at CCBC, but if you're if your main goal is for a sloppy seconds experience, get that Saturday day pass at, on the westernexposure.net website and we'll link the uh, the exact ticket link. And I'll be caftan. Oh, maybe yeah. I'll be caftan too. Oh, should we make matching caftans? That sounds like a good idea. Um, but it's going to be fun, and we're going to book a guest. We're going to try to find a porn star in L.A., or in uh, Palm Springs. Which shouldn't be hard. Could you be know challenging. What I mean? Could be challenging. With the monkeypox. Um, so, yeah, and hopefully we'll be uh, vaccinated. So stay out of the right? bear soup or sit in it. I'm going to definitely jump in the pool at the end. Let's oh, get yeah. soaking wet. Someone, uh, I tweeted about it this morning, and someone responded with, let's get soaked and come." It's going to be hard trying to dodge each other. In the- we literally have to make a schedule. I'm down to make a schedule. We'll make a schedule. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, shout out to Matt Ford. Shout out to Dr. James Simmons for being on the show with us today. Thank you for your insight about monkeypox. We got very journalistic. Mama, we got so serious. Give me the pee body. Or just pee on this bod. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Never pee on me. Thank you so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can follow our or follow Mom Podcast at Mom Podcast everywhere. You can follow Dipper at Big Dipper Jelly on everything. You can follow me on Instagram at Spiciest Meatball, Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter, and Meatball the Drag Queen on TikTok. Um, I hope you had a wonderful time. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Good. Bye. Breaking down the riff with Natalie Weiss. You remembered it. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.